Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 47, the Uncharted Deserves More Respect episode of the Game Groups Podcast, the all-encompassing weekly gaming podcast from us, the Goodnight Groups. My name is Matt, and today I'm joined by Mike, Josh, Paul, as well as today's special guest, Ross, the man behind Command Prompt, the YouTube channel. Thank you for being here, Ross. But before we get into anything here, we're just going to jump right into the peak of the week. Instead of asking you how you're doing, they do it on every single podcast. I'm over it. I'm sick of it. I want to ask everyone what the peak of their week has been. Ross, you are the guest of honor, so you're getting first crack at it this week. What is the best thing that happened to you over the last seven days, my friend? You know, that's a good question, and it's a question that I think about often. Um, <laughs> probably... You know, my life is boring. I don't think anything good happened to me this week. Uh, <laughs> I got out of bed and uh, oh. you know what? You know what? Pancakes. I had pancakes Ooh. yesterday. Pancakes are the shiznit. Perfect. I love that. Pancakes are the shiznit. I am a waffles man myself, but I love pancakes. I, I mean, I don't know how you could not love pancakes. Mm -hmm. Two sides of the same coin, really. I, you know, I'm going to just step in here and say waffles oh. are the goat and uh, pancakes are overrated. Uh, I mean, they're the same shit. Oh, they're just in a different shape, dude. Nah, nah. It's it's distinctly different. There's a texture <laughs> difference. Pancakes are fluffy yeah. on the inside. Waffles have the ridges. Crispy, crispy mm, waffles. Like ruffles. Mm, that's mm. a that's a better descriptor for waffles. Is crispy. I like. That. Josh, while we're at you uh, disparaging pancakes, tell us what's the best thing that happened to you this week. Uh, it hasn't happened yet, but it approaches. Uh, all the boys are coming to old Florida. Uh, and we're all hanging out. And by boys, I mean Mike and uh, Fave. And Matt is also going to be here uh, a certain day. So we're going to have a blast. We're going to get absolutely shit canned. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be beautiful. I'm so excited. Josh, what's the exact address? Uh, just because we're going, this is going to be out by the time I think you <laughs> yeah. all will be there. So yeah. if anyone wants to come and do anything dangerous, this is the time. <laughs> do anything dangerous. No, no, no. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> P. Sherman, 42, Wildby Way, Sydney. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Sydney, Florida. That's my favorite city. <laughs> yeah, me that too. State. That's actually what I named my daughter. Mike, my friend, my pal, my guy, my buddy, my cohort. What's the best <laughs> thing that happened to you this week? Oh, I'm going to make you upset. Um, the best thing that happened to me this week is being on this episode of Game Grooves, the Sonic episode oh, of Game Grooves. Wow, <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of Sonic stands. It's going to be amazing. I'm I'm excited. <laughs> Listen, listen, we got, we got to, we're going to hit the quota early, I know, so we'll see what happens. There's no quota. There's no Paul, limit to how much you can talk about Sonic, especially on this show. Paul, the best thing that happened to you this week? The best thing that happened to me this week, uh, I can tell you're steering away from the Sonic conversation, so I almost want to bring it up, but I won't. Uh, and instead, we'll say I went to the movies and I saw, not Sonic 2, I saw um, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness last night. It was really cool. I know there's like a bit of mixed reception on that from a lot of people. You know, some people have feelings about that. I got to say, and I don't think it's a spoilery to say at all, um, but just in case be, you know, on your toes. But all I really think is that the he, they just basically made, Sam Raimi made a really great Evil Dead movie that happened to be in the MCU with MCU characters. And I love Evil Dead, so it was awesome. I just thought it it, it hit so many Raimi, not Spider-Man Raimi, but like Evil Dead Raimi 
uh, bits. And that's just like with a huge budget. And I just thought that fucking rocked. So it was a lot of fun. I don't know if it was the best MCU movie or the best, uh, you know, movie in general, but I really enjoyed it uh, for what it was. And I, when, when watching it, I thought, I don't know if I'm going to rewatch this, but I've changed my mind by the end of it. It's so weird that I'm going to rewatch it, but not for its own uh, just separate weird uh, vibe. But yeah, that was really cool. Also, I bought some new running shoes today and that's pretty hype too. And some really nice sunglasses. So I'm just, I'm just having a week here. I'm just having a lovely time. Wow. Really nice to me. Like they were 30 bucks, but they look cool. So it's like, you know, that's pretty sick. You're treating yourself. I like I it. I am. I am. And now I find it interesting that Sam Raimi's Doctor Strange movie is coming out the same week as the Evil Dead game. That's kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah. Mm. It's a big week for Raimi and Raimi fans. Yeah. Raimi week. Yeah. And Bruce Campbell. Great Bruce Campbell week. Yeah. Was, wait, is he in Doctor Strange? I mean, it's not a spoiler. He's in every Raimi thing ever. So yeah, he's in Doctor Strange. He has a cameo. It's really funny. Okay. Interesting. My peak was our YouTube growth. In part, thanks to Mike's appearance on Ross's channel, Command Prompt. But our, our YouTube is accelerating right now. It's kind of wild. It's, really? I know it's not sustainable. Matt, it's exploding is all we can it's say. Ex- it's, it's, it is exploding. It is beyond anything we can imagine. <laughs> yeah. We've tripled our number in like two weeks. It makes no yeah. sense. Yeah, we have a, a short that kind of really popped off. And so it's led to our goal our, our YouTube channel was really struggling for a while, and our goal was 200 subscribers by the end of May, and we're at like 450 right now, so <laughs> I don't know what happened, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been a good time. It's awesome Fantastic. to see. I know it's not going to last, but it's, it's, it's an, I'm enjoying it right now. I would never. Do. You don't know it's not going to last. You don't know. <laughs> it could literally yeah. <laughs> This video the just goes forever. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to trending topics. In trending topics, I give our panelists a choice between three search terms. They have to tell me which term they think got the most searches over the last seven days via stats from Google Trends. We're going to play three quick rounds. And I must say, I think this is my best work ever for trending topics. Wow. Round one. How to eat, how to drink, or how to cry. (laughs) person is looking this how up. to cry how to cry <laughs> is obviously the answer uh, you know what i feel like that we're in that state as a planet it's people are drinking pretty heavily these days <laughs> but do you need to know how is the question would you google how to drink safely <laughs> sometimes man sometimes you need a sometimes you need a friend and you need a, a helping friend there you go <laughs> I'm so lost in the sauce. There's so many like things flowing in my head right now. Why you could Google any of these three. Uh, I really feel for my homies that are Googling how to cry, though. <laughs> that <laughs> seems really like the thing that pe- people know the least. Like, I know how to eat and how to, like, I, but there's a lot of people who have, like, a lot of repressed emotions and they're having trouble and they're like, how can I cry? How can I make myself cry? <laughs> Let it out. Just, just imagine sitting there angry in their bedroom. Why won't I fucking cry? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, how do I cry? Uh, why not? I have no idea. Um, maybe how to eat. I'm going with how to eat. Maybe there's like, I don't know, weird dishes that you're asking yourself, how the fuck do I eat this? I, I want to write right. an answer for how to basic. All right. We got them all locked in. The answer, how to eat. How to eat. Come on. Because there's a lot of weird things to eat, right? I guess, yeah. Yeah. 
All right, round two. Why do people stare? Why do people love? And why do people point? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I love the person who is saying, like, why do people stare and why do people point is like, why are they pointing at me? Why are they staring? Like, I need to know why people stare because I've been getting a lot of them. I feel like the person who looked up why do people love also looked up how do I cry? Yes. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) What the fuck? They're all so good. This is this is a good one. Uh, I'm gonna go with stare. That's that's a good one. I'm gonna say stare as well. I think stare is a good answer. Good answer. I feel like I feel like why do people point would be the funnier answer, but why do people stare is probably the one that people search the most. Yeah, I'm going with love. I think people are confused. <laughs> the answer is why do people love why are wow. they loving them hey. why? Wow. why are they loving why <laughs> why would what? they choose this pain <laughs> and round three how to exercise how to fly or how to dance how to fly <laughs> so i mean how to dance seems like an obvious like that feels right but i don't know man the idea that you got motherfuckers just walking out in the front of their yard, just like, why would I not lift off? The internet said to channel my chi. Oh. Do you remember those like chi balls back in the day? Like that was an early internet thing. On on message boards, people talking about their energy balls that they were creating. Never. Yeah. Ah, from Dragon Ball Z. They were doing the Dragon Ball Z flight yeah. thing where you generate the. It was a big topic of conversation yeah. on the Toontown Central forums. <laughs> Ooh. Deep you guys. mentioned energy balls. I thought it could you be an all videos the comment section. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I don't even remember what the fuck. I, I, I just think fly is funny. So fuck it. I'm putting it there. Um, it was fly. It was uh, exercise and it was dance. I mean, my heart says dance. I feel like exercise, though. People don't know. I'm going to say exercise. Exercise is my actual answer. I, I feel like people would actually be like, how do I, how do, I do the tap dancing? So I'm going to lock in dance. Great answer, too. I think dance as well. All right. So this one was not even close. Like the one that won this one was an absolute blowout. And the answer was how to fly. <laughs> oh my God. What is, the world is brain broken. Actually. actually. How can I fly off this fucking planet? They just want to leave. Question. We got a exuberant amount of people going to trampolines. To be fair. To be fair. Uh, flight uh, regulations just changed this week. Oh. In terms oh. of COVID restrictions. So it's like, how, how do I fly? Like, what do I need to do to be able to fly? Is maybe how people are asking how to fly. Yeah, that's fair. That's a good, good, man. There's a lot of people who just don't know how to write. And so I do think that translates to their searches. Like, yeah. it just ends up being just the necessary. Oh, there's a lot of people that don't know how to Google. Let's yeah, be real. No, that's true, too. All right, let's move on to the big question. This week, I didn't write up a typical blurb for the big question. The question being asked today is fairly open-ended and can be interpreted in a number of different ways. I think that whichever way you interpret it, however, we can easily find a way to, to thread the various different meanings together. So here's the question. What do you think are some of the most important video games of all time? Perhaps you read this to mean important societally, such as teaching a lesson or imparting a unique experience upon us, or perhaps you thought it to be asking which games have been the most important in relation to other video games, influencing the medium and potentially setting it on a new course, or even in relation to other art forms. 
Whatever the case may be, let's discuss the games that we find to be the most important games out there. So, Josh, I'm, I'm going right to you first. What do you think are some of the most important video games of all time? Uh, I'm staying a little modern. Well, modern-ish. I'm not going to, like, fucking Pong, uh, even if it has its own spot. I'm not going there. <laughs> I'm going to give one to WoW. Uh, duh. I'll, I'll explain here in a minute. And then number two, uh, Halo Combat Evolved. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like was a was a really big one. Wow, I kind of feel like explains itself. I don't really want to go too in depth with it. I mean, it was like the like establishing MMO um, of like basically all MMOs. I mean, it literally revitalized the genre, made it way more casual, made it accessible, and it literally took the world by storm. Like literally, Ultima Online was like averaging ten thousand subscribers, and that was a lot. And then Wow comes in and just absolutely dumpsters and gets millions. So I mean, it was it, it put its foot down and it established itself, and it's still it's still around today, even its classic variant too. So I mean, I feel like Wow sort of explains itself, even though I just explained it. So maybe it doesn't. Uh, Combat Evolved, though, I feel like Combat Evolved is really unique because it really established shooters on consoles. I mean, you had shooters already out, and there were certainly okay ones out there. But none were really incredibly impressively mainstream like Halo. I mean, it literally is the reason Microsoft like was able to have the Xbox take off as well as it did, among a variety of other things. But let's be real, Halo straight carried the original Xbox. Oh, yeah. And it, not only that, mm -hmm. it, it took the two sticks uh, on, on the Xbox and, yeah. made it, and made it work. People were like befuddled and confused as fuck by that shit. Like they didn't know how to make it work. I mean, for God's sakes, Nintendo had one with a single stick that it was just like a disaster. <laughs> like, I just, I feel like Halo did a really good job and it was smooth, it was quick, and it was really fun and satisfying to play. And it, it set the tone for console releases later on down the road. Halo was the first game I played that had two sticks where you control one is movement, one's the camera. That's the first game I ever played. I'm pretty sure they controlled that way. So that is. That's a really good answer. I mean, that changed the way the games were built from a design standpoint. Absolutely. I used to play a game with, with two sticks um, when I was young, but, oh, you're specifically talking about video games, though, I'd have to yeah, say. No, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> what are some of the most important video games of all time? I'm going, I'm going a little bit different. Um, I have two, and they both uh, share one thing. In, well, they share a lot in common. Um, not just by title alone. Um, Cyberpunk 2077 and Battlefield 2042. Oh, ooh. I think they are two of the most important games, at least of our current generation, because it showed exactly what the fuck not to do. <laughs> it set a standard of shit that people are now actively avoiding. You have releases like Starfield that are being pushed back so that they don't end up as the next cyberpunk so i think we were going down a rabbit hole of poor poorer and poorer quality and those two really just were kind of rock bottom and now that we know what rock bottom looks like people are trying to avoid it that's a really good spin on this question i really like Heck that. yeah those are absolutely important and, and paul and i talked about it on on replay this past uh this past episode how Cyberpunk is shaping absolutely how developers look at their development cycle and how publishers look at their release schedule and all that kind of stuff. So yes, it's it's massively important and influential. 
Ross, what do you think? What are some of the most important video games of all time in your mind? Well, I mean, I, I think that there's there are the few that everybody could always point to. Like if we look at Ocarina of Time, it it made 3D games what they are today. Like 3D games with action adventure in focus would not be what they are today if we didn't have a lock-on system that Zelda gave us, if we didn't have the type of stories that Zelda set up and were able to be told now because of what that game did. And then I was going to say, I, was, my, I had three. I had Ocarina of Time, I had Halo, but Josh stole that one because that is just the most brilliant answer ever. It literally combat evolved. And then <laughs> I was going to say The Last of Us, but then I thought, and I was like, that game was kind of done before and it was called Metal Gear Solid. Like MGS, <laughs> MGS took narrative and it, it fucking skyrocketed that shit, dude. Like nothing like that had ever been seen on a modern piece of hardware before. And, and Kojima is just a mastermind. I really like that answer. And, and I'm going to go next because my answer is in, in a similar vein. Uh, but you specifically mentioned console and, and here I'm going with Half-Life because yes. it's not the first game that told a story, but it is the first major action-based game that put a large emphasis on narrative, especially being in the first person, putting the player right into the story as things are happening around them. It showed us that these kind of video games, even an FPS, can tell an interesting story. It's, it doesn't just have to be this arena of competitive combat. And then at the same time, Half-Life, while also not the first to do this, it created a modding community that spawned its own generation of influential game devs. And, and then it also inadvertently assisted in creating competitive FPS with Counter-Strike. So I think Half-Life was sort of the first step into a brand new generation of narrative uh, storytelling based games that we hadn't really seen. We didn't think at that time, like before Half-Life, you didn't necessarily think this game could have really good action and also tell a story. Like it had to be one or the other. And Half-Life really brought those two things together. And then the other one I want to mention here is Wii Sports and the mobile game space. Because <laughs> those are yeah. two yeah. things that showed us that games can be for literally anybody. Games can be for the two-year-old kid playing on an iPad at the restaurant. Games can be for your 98-year-old grandmother playing Wii Sports Bowling. Like, it can be for everyone. And um, we didn't really see that before Wii Sports and mobile games. Paul, what about you? What are some of the most important games of all time? Well, I mean, you've all had some really great answers. Matt, I specifically think that mobile game and Wii Sports answer was fabulous because I think that's extremely true. I think that was a big breakthrough for both of those things were huge breakthroughs for gaming just exploding because I think a lot of that stuff is gateways too. maybe 98 year old grandmother isn't going to play Red Dead Redemption 2. But <laughs> I think there are some fringe cases of people who probably picked up Wii Sports or picked up a mobile game and then kind of transitioned to a more traditional mobile game and then transitioned to console games. I think that stuff happens and, and we see those sales go up. But I, mm -hmm. I have two answers. Um, one is uh, Bioshock. Specifically, I, I got to give a shout out to Bioshock Infinite, but I will say in general, I think Bioshock is just one of those games that was one of the first experience I had uh, of games really feeling like art and, and modern, like uh, accessible art in a really great way. 
Um, I think that the twisty narratives and the things that they did in that game were great. I thought the gameplay was really clean, but I also think it's important to consider that the gameplay still almost felt kind of secondary to the story and the beats that were being played out. And it wasn't just about 45 minutes of like cutscenes or, or, or a lot of exposition. It was just about a vibe and it really felt like playing a movie. And that was the first time I've ever had that experience where it felt like I was playing something on par of watching a movie or reading a book. And I think Infinite uh, was a really, really great second coming for that. And I've seen a lot of people over the last decade, or especially when it first happened, there was a lot of hype, but around that being one of the first video games that was like truly uh, an art. And I think you can argue a lot of things on that, but uh, I definitely see it as a contender for that as well. Also, I'll shout out to something the opposite way, technologically incredible, is Microsoft Flight Simulator, the current iteration. Uh, that game is bonkers. I mean, like if you really look into the details of it, sure, you know, whatever. It's, it is what it is. It's, it's, it's broad strokes the earth. It's not exactly as detailed in every respect, but that's the thing about something like this. We have a game where you can travel the entire world. It's all mapped and it's all real and it's all like pretty recent. Uh, they even have a thing where you can like experience storms in, in real time in areas. There, there's there's cities that they add all the time that give you more detail in those areas. Uh, and over time, I, I think part of the reason why this, you know, isn't more detailed is simply because technology, you know, our own personal computers wouldn't be able to even run it. It barely runs on like really great computers. So, yeah, maybe they could do your suburb. Uh, in the future. And I think it's really crazy to imagine a world that you could move around in that is our world. And I don't know what to do with that technology yet. It's kind of terrifying, but also uh, it's really ambitious. And I really love that Microsoft just like put it out for consumers. It's not like a, a Google Earth clone or something. It's a game. So cool. All really good answers. And I think it's interesting. You look at like books and movies and TV and it's really hard to just pinpoint what are the most important things of all time in those mediums because there are so many of them because they're older mediums. But we're lucky now that we're getting to a point where it's the same with games. There are so many games that are important and have totally changed the course of what video games are and what the art form in general is. Like if you if we have this conversation 20 years ago, the list is much smaller and we're probably all saying the exact same things, but now we've seen like the things have evolved so far in video games. And we're so lucky to be able to say that there are, there's this massive list of really important games. I think this is something that we can definitely come back to with different answers over time and frame the question in a different way. But this is definitely a, a, a big question that we'll be exploring again in some way in the future, I think. All right, let's move on to a mini game. We're gonna play Rank 'em Up. In Rank 'em Up, I give the panelists multiple sets of three different games, and they have to work together to rank them in the correct order based on the criteria that I provide. We take game set suggestions for Rank 'em Up from our $1 plus supporters on Patreon at patreon.com slash goodnightgroups where you can message us your suggestion. All right, round one. You're going to rank these based on the top Metacritic Metascore from lowest to highest. The Legend of Zelda, Majora's Mask. The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker. The Legend of Zelda, Skyward Sword. Okay, so we're all together on this, right? Yeah. Yes, you guys okay, work together. Great, yeah. uh, so Skyward Sword's on the fucking bottom. Easy. Well, is it is it user score or critic score? 
Metacritic. This is Metascore. Oh, so it's uh, cumulative. Critics. Yeah. yeah, review review score. It's review score. It's critical review score. Oh, okay. Well, then, Josh, I think that Skyward Sword was reviewed like phenomenally well whenever it first released. That's what's gonna make this so hard. Yeah, even mm-hmm. though it's you know poopy butt. And even though people <laughs> love Majora's Mask, I feel like Majora's Mask at the time people were like, "This is kind of samey." Yes, that's what I'm. I think I think that I think. Mm, I think it would probably be Majora at the bottom, then Wind Waker, then Skyward Sword. I think that sounds possible. That that doesn't. God. Are we sure? That sounds like a sin. I haven't even played Skyward Sword <laughs> enough for the battle. Bad it is. Are Are we sure? Because Wind Waker was not received well on release. That's true. It was looked. Yeah. As, it was looked at as like weird. Uh, uh, if I remember. Because it was weird. It was different. Mm-hmm. They wanted another Ocarina of Time. They didn't want cartoons. Shit. Right. And. Majora's Mask is closest to an Ocarina of Time copy. Y'all got me fucked up. (laughs) I'm pretty sure Wind Waker's on the bottom because I don't think it was received well. And then it became like this cult classic because it's actually really good. Yeah. (laughs) I will defer to y'all on that one. I'll let Wind Waker sit on the bottom. I I have no real... I, I, I have some opinions, but I think between... Between Mike and Ross, I feel like we have more <laughs> going on here. I, heavy I would agree. Plot twist: I've only ever beaten one Zelda game. I yep. I've barely I've, played, yep, and it's any. none of the ones listed. <laughs> I played the I played the shitty Breath of the Wild one, and then that's basically been it. Oh wait, yeah, I, I did beat that one. Uh, <laughs> Didn't beat that one either. I am played that one. I've only beaten Link's Awakening. That is the only Zelda game I have played and beaten. I don't I think I've ever played a Zelda list. that wasn't at a friend's house when I was eight. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, fuck. Okay, so I don't know. I think I think Mike's on the right track. It's probably Wind Waker on the bottom, then Majora, then Skyward Sword because people are dumb. I I you like know that answer. That's a good answer. I'm going with it. I'm I'm locking it in. I don't think I'm gonna come to any epiphanies yeah. here <laughs> on predicting this. All right. The correct order: Skyward Sword. Majora's Mask and The Wind Waker. God, but what, I'm so sorry. I can give the you the scores here. Skyward Sword a 93, Majora's Mask a 95, and Wind Waker a 96. Wow. Oh, shit. Christ. Poorly received, right. though. Poorly received game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was poorly received. I do think like, a lot I of don't... <laughs> the criticism from Wind Waker came from the players. Right. Uh, Probably. Probably. So. Fair enough. All right, rank these based on release date from oldest to most recent. All right, let's do it. Pokemon X and Y, Borderlands 2, Splatoon. Jesus, I ain't got the slightest um, goddamn clue. Splatoon was 2016, I think. I thought Splatoon was a Wii U game. Am I crazy? It is, correct. The first one. Yes. Yeah, I thought was it yeah. that late in the development of Wii U? Was it like the last year? Uh, Maybe it was no. further back. I thought it was like 2015, 14 or fifteen. That might be more correct. Um, what was the other game? It was um, Borderlands Two. Borderlands Two was a long time ago. That was like twenty twelve, twenty eleven, something like that. That's older. X and Y was twenty thirteen. OG Borderlands was like twenty ten, I think. I think it's Borderlands 2, X and Y, and Splatoon, quite frankly. OG Borderlands was 2010. You are correct. Okay. 
Mm-mm, that's annoying then because Borderlands 2 is probably like 2013 or 14. I feel like 13, it had to be 2013 because I do mm. remember playing a lot of Borderlands 3 on Twitch. Two or three? Yeah, but there was Borderlands, Borderlands 2, Borderlands the pre-sequel, then Borderlands mm. 3. Yeah, what a, yeah, yeah. a fucking inflated And Borderlands 3 series. came way later than everything else. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. When did Pokemon come out? Uh, like 1989 or something. I'm kidding. 1995? 8-8-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-
Transistor, Bastion, Hades. Dude, Hades is top shit, man. All right, the scores, Bastion on PC got an 8.4. Wow. Wow. Or sorry, 8.5. Transistor, an 8.4 on PC. So Bastion just barely edged out Transistor, and then Hades a 9.0 on Switch. Aye, aye, wow. aye. They actually like the word favorable. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hades fandom is thirsty and wholesome. <laughs> At the All same right, time. The final round. <laughs> Very thirsty. <laughs> final round, rank these based on release date, again, from oldest to most recent. Super Smash Brothers Brawl, Limbo, and Uncharted 2 Among Thieves. Brawl's got to be first, right? I think he gave them to us in the right order. I don't know. I th- Uncharted, I, like I think, did. was pretty early. Well, I think I know. you're underestimating I think Uncharted. Brawl is still first, though. It's got to be, right? Brawl I... was not a launch Brawl... game with the... Like, Brawl was... Brawl was not a launch game on the Wii, no. was it? No, it was not. No. And the Wii came the out in 2006, so that's out. 2007. Uncharted is tight there. I feel like this is going to be the same year, but different months or some bullshit. I'm thinking about when I played... This is, yeah, I think uh, Brawl was mid-2007. I want the internet to know that Mike's currently doing the face of Raven Simone from That's So Raven as he, as he thinks this through. <laughs> yep, that's me. <laughs> oh, shit. I'll explain. I'll explain. I, uh, 2007 was when I was freshman year of high school, and I remember going to a Pistons game with my now best friend and all we talked about was Brawl. And Come. that is when I like that was I think February of 2007. Also, Limbo <laughs> was either 09 or 2010. Yeah. Um, Limbo was I like on, I think 09 or 2010 YouTube channel. So I feel like yeah. it's last and I think I want to say Uncharted 2 is 08. I think Uncharted might be like a fucking late 06. Holy shit. Uh, maybe the old Uncharted, Uncharted 2 though? This is the first Uncharted. I thought was it no no it's no, no, no. It's oh. I was sorry I got confused legacy <laughs> oh yeah fuck that no 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 no, no, no. <laughs> it's definitely you got it I I would have I would have been so much more definitive never mind it's brawl uncharted and uh and limbo and limbo yeah, done okay the answer yep. brawl uncharted two and limbo the dates were brawl came out march 2008 uncharted 2 came out october 2009 and limbo came out july 2010 oh ah you must have been talking about something else of that pistons game mike no we were talking about brawl i know that (laughs) for sure (laughs) they were hyping it up they were hyping about it very certain (laughs) if i remember correctly brawl they announced the the fighters in the game like they really drew it out over a they long did. period yep. of time. The dojo. Yeah, they did. All right, let's move on to the water cooler. We're going to take a quick break around the water cooler to discuss the games that we have been playing this week. Paul, what have you been playing this week? Dude, fucking putting me on the spot. I have not been playing a lot of games this week, so this is going to be a very short round uh, of me just saying that I played I played a board game this week that I think is worth throwing out there. I almost played some more interesting ones, but the one I did play was a card game called The Crew, and it's yeah. A tri- sorry, this isn't board game groups. Oh, <laughs> good one. I'm talking about The Crew, Matt, because it's funny. Uh, it's a trick taking game, uh, and you're in like an underwater submarine thing. Anyway, um, you you ever play a board game with someone? 
and or any game and it just seems like they're like a complete moron and they do everything <laughs> wrong every chance there is for something to go wrong <laughs> that was me playing the crew i don't know i think i'm a pretty smart guy i like reasonably uh and i've i can win at a board game or two but in this game, you know, there's just the whole point is like you get like rules you have to do. You have to do these cards. It's like, oh, you know, you can't you can't win a trick with a one in it. And this person can't win a trick with they have to win more pink tricks than green tricks, whatever. I constantly fucked myself or someone else completely by accident. in every time we did it, we redid <laughs> things like four times because if you don't get it, you have to do the whole round again. And I kept thinking I was really clever every time too. I'd be like, ah, here's a good move. And then it would ruin, it would ruin the game. Cause you guys know, I, I, I fuck the games up a lot when we play games. I'm a, a kind of a chaos, uh, agent of chaos, yeah, yeah, yeah. but this was not even intentional. This was completely, my subconscious took over and was like, they were supposed to work together in this game, but I'm going to make sure you fuck everyone over. So that's what happened with the crew. <laughs> uh, we didn't play any more board games after that, but I did play uh, a little bit of, uh, not League of Legends proper, but I did play some teamfight tactics this week. Ooh. I really wanted to just sit and play some WoW Classic, but I don't know. I'm in the wetlands. I just wasn't feeling it. I didn't really want to do that kind of stuff. I just wanted to play something ca- real cash, you know, just something something you can pick up and play, uh, you know, just a little few rounds of. So I've been playing uh, some some ranked um, teamfight tactics. That's been pretty fun. Uh, I'm like pretty medium at it. I usually don't win, but I have been coming in the top three or four, so I'm pretty happy about that. Okay. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. I love that game. It's my favorite iteration of battle chess or auto chess or whatever the fuck you want to call that. And uh, I, I really, really like it. And uh, I've been having a fun time. I'm, I think I'm going to splurge for the battle pass with all those sweet um, Amazon Prime gaming things we get, like the loot you can get for League of Legends to get some sweet uh, RP. Mm-hmm. So. I might uh, might spring for the battle pass on that. This episode is actually sponsored by Amazon Prime Gaming. Make sure you go to primegaming.com slash goodnightgroups. Fuck, I wish though, right? (laughs) Use your your Prime sub on the uh, Goodnight Groups Twitch channel. Paul, uh, do you play TFT on mobile? Where do you play it? I play TFT on my laptop uh, while watching TV. Uh, They definitely have it on mobile, uh, but on my phone, it's just too small and I don't enjoy it. I think it would be a perfect tablet game it would be really fun to play Mm -hmm. like on an ipad i think that's a great size and aspect ratio for something like that um but i just think because i think touch works really well for battle for auto chess but i just think that a phone is just so weird it's like playing hearthstone on the phone there's something about like a whore like a 16 by 9 or even like an 18 by 9 or 21 by 9 all these phones are so like narrow now it's just a really weird aspect ratio for playing something where you have two boards that are across each other yeah um but yeah something more squared off uh like a three by two like an ipad that would be perfect for sure but right now it's uh it's it's laptop city over here ross our guest of honor i'm really curious to hear what you've been playing this week or even the last month you're not here every week so you can you can be a little bit more loose with this thing we often have we're, we're always playing the same shit so i want to hear <laughs> i'm excited to hear something different ross what have you been playing you're gonna love what uh what i've been playing i i so you know i i try to stay on top of uploads as much as i can so that means i have to play games constantly so at the moment, I'm going through this VR game, which is basically, imagine imagine The Legend of Zelda, but in VR. So it's called Vengeful Rites, and Whoa. it's, it's you, you start off and you're an apprentice. It, it's, it's, it looks absolutely horrible. If you were to look up screenshots, it's like <laughs> super basic, like 
cuboids in Unity with literally only baked in lighting, and it's it's super super primitive, but it's so much fun. Like it it starts off kind of slow, but then as you, it you play as a battle mage, so you have access to destruction magic, kinesis magic, protection, and healing, and it's you can mix them and you can like pick things up and throw them at other people and then like wow. oh it, it's just it's super super cool and there are rpg elements so like you have to explore these uh you have to explore these linear worlds and they're like branching paths that have you know increases to your max hp your max mana and there are also these like little one-eyed floating watchers that if you kill all of them which i just did you can forge the best sword in the game which i just did and it felt like i just achieved you know god status even though it's a silly game <laughs> But I I play I've been playing through that I think I'm almost done with it and then I um I beat Sekiro for probably like the eighth time the other day that was super fun I just Jesus I, Jesus. I adore that game so much I know that I know that I'm not in the right place to say Elden Ring isn't the best FromSoft game but Sekiro <laughs> definitely is don't, my favorite don't worry you won't get any shit from me because Elden Ring's not as Bloodborne. <laughs> I actually have yet to play Bloodborne, Josh. I want to so badly. Though. Is Goda with the sauce? Don't listen to Mike nodding his head or shaking his head no over there. It's is Goda with the sauce. It's not. It's Dark Souls three. It's just Bloodborne. Dark Souls three is it's not is, is 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 yummy, yummy stuff. But who does who loves Armored Core out there? That's a from <laughs> <laughs> soft. What's the uh, what's the scream that because in, in Sekiro it's Robert. What is it in Armored Core? It's he oh, sounds he sounds some name anyway. But uh, I've Kingsfield, been playing... any fans out there? Kingsfield. <laughs> it, that's what it was called, right? Kingsfield. That was sort mm-hmm. of the precursor to Demon Souls. Yep, that was from yeah. original uh, dark fantasy RPGs that were in right. first person of all things. Yeah, and then uh, I'm going back through Kana, Bridge of Spirits. That's another one of my dear loves. Wow, Matt uh, did nice. a review of that yep. game. Mm-hmm. I watched it. Oh, nice. What, yeah, of course. What did you? I want to hear what you think. Obviously, you love the game. What What are some of the things that you think the game does really well? You know, I can totally agree that it does almost nothing original. Like it's super unoriginal. <laughs> but I think that it's one of the most polished games I've ever played. I agree with that. It's up there with like Mario Odyssey. Like it, it's it's just wow. Nothing nothing feels like it's unintentional in that game. Like yeah. it, the way that the combat works is like it you don't have much utility at all, but the things that you can do, there's like subtle layers like if you jump and you draw your bow, you for some reason you gain super mobility and you can like maneuver in the air and you can like circle to the backs of enemies to hit their weak spots. It's just it's super wild. I I'm I'm a I'm a sucker for action game quirks like that. I think I might have to play that game now. You've completely it is so sold me good. <laughs> watch, watch my video if you're not convinced. I will. <laughs> I think one of the reasons why it is so polished is because they didn't try to do everything. They just did mm-hmm. a few things really well and just polished the shit out of it and made the game feel... It just feels really good. Nothing about it feels like a double-A game. It feels really good. It just works. God, is it so pretty. It just works. And it's very pretty. It's absolutely so pretty. And uh, and I I tried that new last Spartan standing mode in Halo Infinite, and it was mm. it was pretty man. It was mid, pretty mid. Yeah, and, <laughs> and that's that pretty I much all I've got. Halo Infinite season two. <gasps> Josh, you scoundrel! I know. I'm so bad. I'm a bad boy. You're. A bad... I'm not gonna do that. I'm sorry. You can cut that. <laughs> well, very nice, Ross. Is 
is that is that VR thing? Is that a little bit of a tease to to the next video? Is that what that's? Oh yeah, is that what we're doing here. Okay. Absolutely, you're, you're getting a vengeful rights uh, review whenever I whenever I get back from my vacation. And also, the only reason I got reinvigorated to play VR is because my favorite VR game ever is getting a direct sequel later this year, and I can't wait. What game is that? Uh, it's called the original game is called Boneworks. And oh oh yeah, Bone, yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Boneworks is the. It's probably okay so like aside from Sekiro Metal Gear Rising and Sonic Adventure 1 Boneworks is like one of the best games I have ever played that's awesome yeah Mike was raving about that a couple weeks ago I think on this podcast where he was talking about how it's like the one of the few games that in Half-Life Alex where the physics work mm. like they're supposed to in VR so yeah I, I, it's definitely something I'm interested in it's I know it's only on is it exclusive to Steam's VR platform? They're actually, for Bone Lab in specific, it was revealed on Meta's uh, gaming showcase. So I think oh. they're bringing it to the Facebook headsets. Interesting. Which I think, I was watching the NBA playoffs over the weekend, and are, are they rebranding the Oculus Quest to the Meta Quest? Yes. I Yeah, okay, yeah. They are doing that. Interesting. How interested are you guys individually into VR? I'm curious now. I think all of us are interested in different ways. Mm. I have PSVR and the problem with PSVR right now is it's, it's, it's a bitch to set up. I've moved a few times and like, just, I, I don't want to set it up again. <laughs> so I'm waiting for PSVR mm. two where it's a little bit easier, but uh, I won't speak for the other guys. I personally just want to get like a meta quest and just uh, <laughs> figure if you want to call it that. And uh, it sounds like I'm going on a, a coming of age journey. But uh, <laughs> I want to get a meta quest and just like chill out uh, and just experience a bit of VR. I've I've t dabbled, but I've never owned VR hardware. So I would really like to uh, just get something not tethered like that and mess with some of the basic stuff. But uh, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Just entry level cheap stuff. I'm not looking to uh, to do the big PC setup, but I'm excited for it. Yeah, I haven't even used it yet. I just want to do VR chat. Like I literally yeah. want to like either dress up as Big Booba Waifu or <laughs> like run around as like Kirito or some shit like just degenerate shit and just like be a moron like that honestly just sounds so fun just like seeing people like hang out in the VR spaces like you can just do some ridiculous shit and it just looks oh, like yes. so much fun to just be it like you could just if you wanted to if you want your avatar to be a dill pickle jar fucking go for it buddy you are now the dill pickle jar man and that's just pickle magical. Rick. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. VR, VR is awesome. I know Mike, Mike's been, Mike recently got a new VR headset, right? Yeah. Christmas. I guess it's recent. Yeah. I got a, I upgraded to the index. I had a HTC Vive <gasps> um, for, I don't know, five years. And now I have an index. I was five waiting years. to see if, uh, <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. uh, I was waiting to see if, uh, there was ever going to be an announcement for an index two or some other high end model, but it never came. And I was like, fuck it. I, my vibe was falling apart essentially. <laughs> so I got an index. I'm more interested in like Half-Life Alex is great. Mm -hmm. um, Boneworks is amazing. Like that level of VR I'm more interested in. I don't really give a shit about meta or, uh, like low end VR experiences just because I've experienced the high end. It's like, okay, well, I have to, that's... um, 
I have to tell you, more Mike, interesting. I, I didn't know that you were into VR. I have to, uh, I have to send you a link to a game that is basically a medieval co-op Boneworks and oh, in, in <laughs> VR, God. and it looks so great. I might yeah, send that to me. I might have to bribe you to play that with me. <laughs> oh, yes, bribe. Mike, let's stick with you. What have you been playing this week? Great question. <laughs> not ready. It is indeed a great question. He's pulling up his Steam, his Steam right now. <laughs> I'm looking at Steam and uh, nothing. Oh. Um, I, I've played Apex. Great. <laughs> I, I will I will say this. I hate the changes to Apex ranked because it makes me worse at ranked. Um <laughs> which is my own problem, I guess. I don't know. No, it's the developers who are wrong. <laughs> it is it, it, yes and no. Um they did these changes to make the game more like a BR and less like team deathmatch with like uh, no respawns, which is fine. It's just Solo queuing is basically impossible at this point, and I don't have friends that play Apex, so it's not true. I do, but they don't play it with me, so here we are. <laughs> Mike, I would offer, but I think you would rather not play with me than... <laughs> yeah. I would rather play with anyone that would actually listen to uh, call-outs. Oh, I wouldn't do so that, so sure. not me. <laughs> yeah, if it pulls out I'd just question. be doing crazy nah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, th that's the issue is with ranked, it used to be you could get away with doing silly shit, but still gain progress on your rank. Now they're just like, nah, fuck that. You got to win the game if you want to rank up. And it's like, that makes sense. <laughs> but also, I hate it. <laughs> so um, it's just changing of gameplay style. Um, hot dropping is... Not a good strategy, yet everyone still wants to do it, and I'm just like, why? Let's just go fight, like, one team, not five at the same time, <laughs> yes. and, you know, casually move across the map, pick off a few other people. Like, play the game like a, a BR, which I is what they're going for, and I understand it. Um, they also released a new legend, and he's broken as fuck, and um, needs to be nerfed. Um, and they also took my legend and for some reason, for those out there, um, I play Loba. Loba has an ability that lets her teleport. Uh, she throws a bracelet like a Frisbee and wherever it lands, she teleports to. Oh, cool. That's pretty cool. I want to say season eight, it was broken. It couldn't, it didn't work. I think season nine, they fixed it. Season 13 came out this past week and they broke it again oh. and now it doesn't work again. Throwback. <laughs> it doesn't work if you're near water and I'm just like oh, weird. so I don't have so you're landlocked my tactical <laughs> so if I get into a firefight near water I'm fucked like and Luxembourg. the entire map has water <laughs> pretty much the landlubber and I hate it. So <laughs> I've had to play a new legend. I've been playing Valkyrie and uh, a little bit of um, Ash, and that's been fun. I like Valk. Valk's fun. Um, she's very slippery, which is nice. Like a serpent. Yeah, with wings. Speaking of hot dropping, Josh, can you drop it like it's hot for us and let us know what you played this week? Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> I, so, again, like I mentioned last week on last week's podcast with Sage, I uh, am not playing retail well at the moment. 
And so I'm still on my lost puppy syndrome. Uh, I don't know where to go without Daddy Wow to tell me where the fuck to go. <laughs> You've so been playing a far superior game, though. Uh, Classic Wow. Um, <laughs> I've been playing Classic Wow still. No shit. Uh, and then I've been playing SWOTOR. Clearly the far superior game. I actually, I've yep. kind of fallen off with SWOTOR. Uh, the story has been fun, but there's only so much of that combat you can endure before needing a break from it. Not done with it yet, but backing away a little bit. I also am playing The Witcher 3 again. Hey. And it's actually yeah. got me this time. Finally. Like, the first time I played it, it has me by the balls. And it's literally just two things that I've installed that have literally changed my entire outlook on the game and how things are done. I have it to, like Paul mentioned, the fast yep. travel to any signpost from wherever you're at is a literal game changer. Life-changing. It makes travel so much less of a pain in my dick. Like, that is it's the like worst. It's like Skyrim, fast travel. It's pretty much, yeah, exactly. And mm -hmm. it's so much less of a hassle because it's, like, I'm already running to a signpost to go to a village just to fast travel to another village. It's crazy to me. I, I like the riding on Roach and running around is fun, but I want it to be fun when I want it to be fun. And I don't want to have to do it when I don't want to do it. <laughs> exactly. Like it, it's fine if I'm like traveling to a new city and I have to discover it. That's cool. Like discovering Novigrad for the first time is cool as shit. Like that's great. Uh, I also installed the uh, unlimited weight mod. It's just called it's over 9,000. It's literally just my weight is 9,999. I can loot fucking anything. It's wonderful. I have swords out the fucking wazoo. It's wonderful, it's great, and I feel like I'm just basically playing Fallout and The Witcher. I'm just looting fucking everything like a pack rat. It's great. The thing I think I like so much about The Witcher 3, and I think no no game has or will for a long time do it, do it as well, there has never been a better city made in a game before. Novigrad is insane. Yep. Like, it, it's, it's sprawling. It's not like it's tall, but it's sprawling like a medieval city would be. The the canals don't feel like these beautiful, clean, pristine thing. They feel dingy and dirty like they should in a city. People walk around and are shady as shit. Not everyone's nice. Some people are fine. There's, like, corruption all around. It just... The world building from Novigrad alone is super impressive. Like, because I have played up to the Bloody Baron and stopped there so many times that I've kind of forgotten what it's like to get into Novigrad and actually start uh, Triss's story. And now that I've started it and got back into it, I'm like, holy shit. This is so fucking good. And it's also why I romance Triss uh, every time it's said in. Sorry. Uh, Josh, you're wrong in every way. Um, <laughs> first off, canonically, of course, you're wrong. But it's also uh, worth yeah. mentioning uh -huh. that Triss's, Triss's model, character model, fine. I, yeah, I see what you're saying. But Triss's voice actress <laughs> is just about the worst voice actress I've ever heard <laughs> in a modern game that I love. Oh, my God. She is so unbelievably bad wow. at overacting i can't stand her rachel and i tried to like purposely avoid any quests when we were playing through uh to avoid <laughs> tris at every cost the first time that you have an option to like send tris away we're like yeah immediately let's do that <laughs> that's crazy i didn't even notice i was like this is fine uh <laughs> and compared I to like yennefer's yen. voice actress who i just think is like yeah yen is so yen good. is goaded and i still haven't made a decision to be fair on this time so who knows maybe my mind will change regardless akira metz always dies fuck that bitch uh wow. whoa i i actually accidentally killed kira metz and it was so traumatizing to me i saved scum then <laughs> i went back and, and googled how to save her because i felt so bad we had such a romantic night together and then i just murder her like <laughs> no way dude actually That's this playthrough I, I lied this playthrough i didn't do that but most other playthroughs i did this one i literally she set up everything for the date like she does so yeah. she gets the nice meats out she gets the wonderful she has the yeah, three she rats 
because it has a 66.7% chance of succeeding, so two horses spawn. And then I just told her, no, I don't want to go on the date, and I failed the quest and left. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. I've enjoyed it, and it's, I'm, I am glad I'm back into it. Uh, I also played an, about an hour's worth of Sekiro, mm. and I uninstalled it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm done with it. I, I don't think it's a bad game for what it's worth. I think it's a fine game. I just, I don't think it's for me. Like, I don't like how the combat and boss fights work in it really at all. I just totally feel like fair. Mike, Mike, how did you describe it best? Cause you'll probably say it better than I can. Whereas dark souls feels like you are slowly learning how to fight each boss. Sekiro is basically, um, with the combat system, the way it is, if you parry congrats if you don't you you die and it's very it doesn't feel like you're getting better at the game until you actually just master the parrying mechanic which some people want to master that but for me i also put it down i i couldn't um it was just very frustrating yeah it, it felt way too just like beat your head against this wall it's not as frustrating as i think bloodborne is because i think bloodborne is overly punishing with how they did the healing mechanics um but like just doesn't feel like I'm getting better. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, feels like I'm getting luckier. <laughs> I, I I tend to agree. Yeah, I mean, I, that's the thing, I, Ross. I understand. I get why you like it so much. Like, I, I can oh, see yeah. why people play it, and they're like, "I love this shit." Because the the world is cool as fuck. Wolf is dope as shit. He's one of my favorites. Like, I just, I don't know, man. How far How far did you get in Sekiro? I got to. So I was in the dream state, or like the past state whatever you want to call it and i got to the boss that b b breathes oh like, hirata uh, i think that's it yeah, yeah breathes like his that's where i stopped alcohol like shit and i was just like the run up to him is a pain in my ass like his fight is a pain all the mobs around him are a pain even oh. with the help you get just don't like it I, I i actually i would agree with you so my thing about sekiro is there are particular fights that i'm i still to this day i'm like oh i dread that like that 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 fight is just not fun to do. Like and and I think the 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 drunken Jozu that you are talking about right outside the thing, and he has like all his soldiers around him, and it's it's no, I agree completely. That one's not fun. Yeah, and I mean to be fair to other games, yeah. like, there's other bad bosses. I mean, cleric beast is just a camera fight in Bloodborne. Like the tree boss <laughs> in Dark Souls Three is the actual like snake aids. It's terrible. It's fantastic. It's awful. It's great. I love it. <laughs> it's, it's straight doo doo shit. Anyways, that's a. Uh, it's not that. It, it's a perfectly acceptable boss. Uh, Dark Souls Two is a better game than Dark Souls 3's tree boss. Uh, <laughs> no, it's oh. not, Josh. Uh, so, anyways, no, it's uh, not. That's, that's what I played this week. Very nice. Let's go back to the tree boss. I have seen you beat the tree boss literally like first time every yeah. time. And every time you face the tree boss, you're just like bitching about it. I'm like, it's not a hard he's boss. He's just annoying. Like, he's just, I don't want to hit your, I don't want to. He's not that annoying. I don't want to hit, hit this dumb, stupid fucking tree's weak spots when he's rolling around on the fucking floor looking like a fucking degenerate with all, oh, here's my tree balls. Here's my ankle tree balls. Fuck the tree boss. <laughs> It's the roots. That's the weak spot. Yeah, it's it's his it's his fucking it. fuck that tree, bitch. <laughs> right. Good lord. Wow. Fantastic. Well, good good discussion. Now something a little really bit feel? less, a little bit oh, less God. controversial. Uh, <laughs> Ross, I played Uncharted Four this week. <laughs> oh man, I want to play that game. Okay, so oh, let me get episode. into this because, so I played the uh, the Legacy of Thieves collection. I've I've 
played Uncharted 4 before, beat it, love it. And so I'm playing the Legacy of Thieves collection, which is the upgraded PS5 version. It's a bundle. It's Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy. Mm-hmm. So it looks great. It looks great on PS5. Uncharted 4 is one of my favorite games. I love the characters. I'm enjoying going through the story again with them. So, Ross, I watched your Uncharted video. I loved it. I'm sorry. I disagreed with some things because I like Uncharted. But I really loved your video, and I recommend everyone go check it out. Now, my question is, and it appears that this isn't the case, but you, so you haven't played Uncharted 4? I have not, but I really want to because of one thing and one thing only. There's a fucking grappling hook in that game. There's a grappling hook, and it's it's overused, but it's fun, <laughs> so it's really not that bad. Now, you need to play Uncharted 4 because it addresses pretty much all of the issues that you had with the first three games. Mm-hmm. Uncharted 4 is almost exclusively about the characters and their relationships with one another. And I love the game because of that, because I think you're right in that they are. And I think this is a product of it being a PS3 era series to start off with is that they are, the characters are more like stereotypes of blockbuster action movie characters, Mm -hmm. but with uncharted four, they go way beyond that. They really get into the characters and they let them blossom. They let them bloom and their relationships with one another are awesome. And it's really fun to watch now i'll say uncharted one if you haven't played the uncharted games to anyone listening uncharted one just skip it just don't watch a video it is so it is it's not a good game it does maybe at the time it was it does not hold up matt is that the game that's based on the tom holland movie no 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 no. (laughs) uncharted 2 we're moving on from that comment uncharted 2 and uncharted 3 still really good games they're really fun video gamey games yeah uncharted 4 is is really where this is after the last of us and like naughty dog had really figured out how to do narrative and how to do characters and uncharted 4 shows that it's it's a it's a really good game i i really recommend it um to you ross because i do think it pretty much addresses all of the issues that you had with the first three games so i have in my in my uh on on my phone i'm a hipster and i have a sticky note app on my phone where i write down all my video ideas and nice. underneath, because I, I I still have it written down, Uncharted 4, but then I have myself a little note, research correlation between later writers for Naughty Dog that worked on The Last of Us and Uncharted 4 to see if there was a change in in staff between the writing of those two stories. Because I think that, because yes. yes, I've heard exactly what you're, what you're saying. Like, I've heard people say that, yes, you are going to love Uncharted 4 because it focuses on the characters and it does everything that you wanted to do, plus it has a grappling hook. But I want to know if that's because they just got better people to write it. So I'll give a little bit, I'm not going to get too deep into it, but the first three Uncharted games are, that's an Amy Hennig baby. Like that is her, those are her games. Oh, She started development on Uncharted 4. But then I think there was a falling out or she just left for a for a more lucrative gig or whatever. But she left Uncharted 4 while the game was being developed. That's when Neil Druckmann came in with Bruce Straley. Neil Druckmann, obviously best known for Last of Us. That's kind of his baby. But he helped finish Uncharted 4 uh, along with Bruce Straley. And so, yeah, it was it was a different writing team. And so I think they really 
figured out how to make Uncharted 4 have emotion and like feeling and good characterization instead of just being a pulpy action blockbuster. Right. Because that is the best part about The Last of Us, right? It's the characters. Yeah. Like, Joel and Ellie are the star of that show, and it, ma- it, it makes you want to keep going. And even though the gameplay's a little here and there, it, it, that, those two characters are what drive that story. Yeah, totally. And, and by the way, I was laughing watching your video because the, the jet ski portion of Uncharted 1 is, like, the most frustrating, annoying portion that shit of any sucks. video game. <laughs> i so fucking bad. hate that jet ski section that i and you know what to capture that footage my first playthrough got corrupted so i had to go do that shit a second oh time God. i wanted to cry yeah it's bad <laughs> uncharted one did not age well at all you mentioned amy henning yeah and i was i was curious so i opened up her wiki page <laughs> she went from game director of jack three yeah which mm. Then killed the Jack series. Go to the sauce. To then creative director and writer for the Uncharted series, one, two, and three. To then writer only for Battlefield Hardline. To then writer only for First Spoken. Yeah. So that's a that's an interesting career. Yeah, she, she's leading a new. She's leading that studio that's doing the, a new yes. Star Wars and, and Avengers game as well. Yes. And oh, she's highly respected in the industry, be, mostly because of what she did early at Naughty Dog, but she yeah. has not put out a good product in a while. And she was part of that, no. that canceled Star Wars EA, that the Uncharted yeah. Star Wars game, essentially. Oh, 1313? No, 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 it's the other one. That 1313 was canceled too, but hers was, um, it was Project uh, Ragtag. Oh. And so that was the one that was canceled. And that's what people oh. think. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what people think they're essentially going to be doing with this new Star Wars project at her new studio. So we'll mm-hmm. see. Anyway, I I also played Prey, and this is really disappointing. It gave me motion sickness. I the only other game that has aside from VR that has ever given me motion sickness is Portal, and Prey did it. And there's a motion blur effect that you cannot turn off in the settings. Apparently, Ugh. this motion sickness issue is fairly common, unfortunately, but it's really disheartening because I was really excited to finally play this game. I think apparently you can turn it off. You can you can go into like the the game files and turn off motion blur. And I was like, I mean, I could look into how to do that, but then if I'm still feeling sick playing it, it's just gonna piss me off even more. So yeah, it's really easy. You just open game.cfg and Notepad and change motion blur to zero. That's uh, it. Maybe I'll give it a shot, but that was really disappointing. But yeah. then after that. It, it it ended up not being disappointing because that led me to playing Skyrim. And this is like my, literally like my sixth or seventh time trying to play Skyrim. And, but, and I hadn't played it, tried it in like five, six years. It's been a while. And uh, I actually really like the game now. <laughs> All of a sudden, I don't know what is what it is that's finally clicking for me this time, but it it is. And I'm really loving it. And yeah, visually, it's a little outdated. The NPCs are maybe the dumbest NPCs I've ever seen in a game. They're they're pretty bad, but you can kind of laugh at it. It's kind of funny because it has it doesn't really like yeah, it, it'll like break immersion, but it's not breaking the game in any way really. But it is uh I don't know, I'm I'm enjoying it. It's not a perfect game at all, but I'm having fun. And it and it makes me excited for Elder Scrolls 6 and and Starfield. All right. Let's move on to audience questions. Every week we address 
audience questions, comments, or concerns, we take questions from our supporters on Patreon at patreon.com slash goodnightgroups where you can leave a question in the comments section of the previous episode's post. The $1 tier will get you access to these submissions. We also take submissions at gamegroups at gmail.com and by adding us on Twitter, or you can message the audience questions channel in our new Discord server, which if you're not in that, you can find a link to that on goodnightgroups.com, but the patrons will receive priority. All right, this question today, this one comes from a community orgy organizer. (laughs) (laughs) This this comes in from a community orgy organizer. Matt, you're not allowed to write these anymore. You're you're having too much fun with it. (laughs) The question is as follows. What exclusively single-player game or franchise would you like to see explore the multiplayer space? Of course they would. Paul. What's your answer to this question? What exclusively single-player game would you like to see explore the multiplayer space? I think, uh, fuck it. Let's do uh, Spider-Man. Ooh. Uh, let's do Insomniac Spider-Man. And it might be doing that. Fight that Spider-Man and that other Spider-Man and all the Spider-Men. <laughs> I think in Spider-Verse, you can make your Ooh. own Spider-Man. Uh, you can design however you want. Spider-Cop, give him a mustache. Maybe you're made of just spiders, you're spiders, man. Uh, there's a lot of great options out there. Uh, just let people have fun with it. You know, maybe have like a hundred different uh, pre-made options and then let you make your own, like that weird Sonic game where you can make your own Sanic. Uh, just something like that where you can make cursed <laughs> Spider-Man and then just uh, make it. Th- They've done a really great job with handcrafting really perfect uh, skins, like really perfect suits. For Spider-Man, uh, some of the graphics, some of the amazing stuff they've done with the PS5 version is, even the PS4 version is incredible. Just like, fucking throw that out the window. Try to fit, <laughs> I don't know, 10,000 different combinations of options or more. Uh, and uh, just have them all swinging around the city. Maybe you could have lobbies with like, I don't know, 40 people. Add collision. <laughs> Add collision. That would really make it kind of crazy. Especially the the webs. The webs should. Oh have yeah, the webs have collision in that center. That would be the hardest thing to code. But I'd wait an extra year if your webs could get tangled and you'd spin around each other and like kind of slowly like a tether ball, uh, go around in circles till you bump into each other at the very end, and then you have to respawn because you're totally fucked. <laughs> if you could clothesline each other and it would yeah. have like a funny sound effect. Oh my god. Hundred percent. Yeah, add some Raimi esque like <laughs> meme sound effects, uh, like that. Like boing, see you later. I don't know, just some really stupid shit. Get Bruce Campbell to narrate the whole thing. Uh, I think this is probably the best idea I've ever come up with on Game Grooves. Uh, so there you go, free money. So seconded. You definitely came up with that on the spot. No, nope. and no, it was <laughs> yeah, pretty good. I, I, did, I actually I did really like. Uh, on the I spot. actually really. I really like the idea. And somehow it works because of the Spider-Verse. Somehow it actually I think works. what you could do is like make a good game, but just like put that out as like random DLC content and like who it would just be fun. I legitimately would pay money probably to I'd pay like twenty bucks to play that version. <laughs> Mike, what's a single player game or franchise you would like to see explore the multiplayer space? I had an idea um while I was listening to the question i had an idea that i wrote down um but we'll we'll start with the idea that i had when, when oh, no. this section started <laughs> i know where um, it's going i said the word <laughs> oh matt has no idea um 
my my meme answer is um you know it'd be really nice if swotor explored the multiplayer <laughs> space <laughs> i know josh has been playing it a lot oh but yes he might want friends to play it with him <laughs> if that were possible um secondly um of course of course of course i want sonic frontiers to be multiplayer that would just be fun hey. that'd Same. be a blast and Actual collision. good sonic answer and collision yep. of course collision <laughs> collision makes every multiplayer game better it does. Ross, what's your answer? I think I'm gonna have to go with keeping it with my VR theme for the evening. I think Boneworks would be so much fun with some with some multiplayer, because you know already you have the interactable everything in that game, and just being able to like I don't know pick up your friend and and actually throw him over a balcony <laughs> would how could you not enjoy that? That sounds fun. That sounds yeah. fun. It would make me sick. I'd probably throw up. Oh but yeah, definitely. But you'd have you'd have ooh yes with some roses and some candlelight. Ooh, yeah. Aye aye aye. I'll see you in the bone works. <laughs> Makes my bone work. <laughs> ooh, <laughs> you dog, daddy. <laughs> yes. Josh, your answer, please. Uh, so sticking with making my bone work, uh, The Sims. Oh. Um, I so I know ooh. there's like probably mods for like The Sim to play online, but I'm pretty sure it's scuffed as hell, and EA probably tries to snuff it out, you know, because they're a dog shit company. But I feel like it'd be so much fun. You could just have your friend's family, your family, and then you just ruin it. You go knock up their daughter. You go have sex oh. with his wife. Whoa. You, I, you, you fuck everybody. I mean, do it. Build a beautiful house, burn it to the ground. No protections in place. They come back, they were logged off, their characters are just there asleep. You, put, you just put a bunch of ovens in their house. Josh. You, you, this uh -huh. is how The Sims already works. It's yeah, just in with, your version, someone you know in real life owns that character just exactly. to piss them off. But it's Precisely. the same gameplay. It's like it's like griefing a Minecraft server, but with just like a real person. Uh, it's it's great. It'd be fun. Uh, I want it. Um, now, mind you, I don't really play The Sims all that much anymore because every time I do play The Sims, I feel really bad because I'm like, damn, my Sim is actually yoked as fuck, and here I sit. Uh <laughs> So uh, we're gonna just go with the Sims multiplayer, please. Uh, I need, I need a painting goblin to put in my house. There was a Sims MMO at one point, but I don't know if it still exists, and I don't know, I don't know how much interaction you could actually have with the other players. But at one point, in some form, it did exist, and uh, not sure, not sure how well it worked out. <laughs> my answer is. Uh, I've always liked the idea of having split screen multiplayer modes or like levels for 3D platformers where you're essentially racing to the finish line. Maybe like it's like similar to a kart racer where you can acquire abilities that will hamper your opponent's progress or something like that. It'd be neat to see something like that with like Spyro Ooh. where you can have, you know, the flying or gliding component to it. I'm sure the top competitive level of these runs would just be ridiculous. They'd be cheesing all the mechanics and like, you could never like play online. I'm thinking like more like couch co-op. Cause you would just, you'd have no shot against people online or at least I wouldn't. <laughs> I will say Matt, there is a game. It's now it's 2d, but I will say there's a game with really good content for that. It's called Doritos crash course. on Xbox <laughs> Arcade. And I don't know if you've ever played Doritos crash course, but it's one of my fondest gaming memories. It's the most angry I've ever seen people get at a game. It's so competitive and so fucking goofy looking. 
Uh, and definitely, I don't know if you can even get it anymore because the licensing for know. Doritos ran out. But definitely <laughs> check out Doritos Crash Course or Doritos Crash Course 2 on YouTube or something. It is a fucking hoot and a half. And it's like four players split screen uh, com- uh, just competing to do like a 2D obstacle course. And it's fucked. God, nice. I get, get so angry. I can already tell just by looking at it. <laughs> it's rage inducing and purposely f- like it's just purposely tries to fuck you up at every encounter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to Groofstradamus. In Groofstradamus, the panelists and I make predictions for the open critic scores for major upcoming releases. Once all of the games have been released, we'll check back and see how we did and then make predictions for a new batch of games. The panelist with the closest guess, as long as it's within three points of the actual score, will win the round. All right, so last time we had Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. Got an 82. I guessed closely with an 81, Mike an 80, and Paul a 78. So we're all in that same general vicinity. The Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe got a 91. Again, I was one below it with a 90. Mike an 89. Paul an 85. Nintendo Switch Sports, a 72. We were all a little bit too high. Mike an uh, 87, myself an 86, and Paul an 82. Then we had Salt and Sacrifice. Mike got this one the closest with a 75. I said 87. And Paul said 81. <laughs> you went high. Wow. Went real high. <laughs> I do want to note on the next one, it's Evil Dead the game, but I did write on accident in the notes Evil Dad the game. I like That's that. That's a completely version. different game. It's like ah. good <laughs> Ah, my home life. So oh. Evil Dead the game oh, no. didn't have a review score for some reason until like late last night. I don't know what I don't know why. I don't know if they didn't give out review review copies or what, but it was at a 66 last night. Maybe it's changed, but I said, or Mike said a 67. So he was wow. right there. He was the closest. I said 78. Paul said 72. Hail to the king. And then baby. the final game, Two Point Campus. It was delayed from May 17th to August 9th. So we do not have a score for that one just yet. So we'll have to come back to that one in the future. All right. So here they, here's the uh, the first new game for Groove Shadamas. Coming out on May 26th, we have Sniper Elite 5. Josh, what are we thinking? Sniper Elite 5. I feel like this is like the Dynasty Warriors of sniper games. So <laughs> people are going to like them, but like it's not going to get like rave reviews. Probably like an 84, 83, maybe. Eh, just call it 83. Whoa. Wow. You're high on it. I just I think it's such a basic bitch game it'll get an 83. All right. Paul, what about you? I don't know. I came into this with no planning for uh, Sniper Elite. Uh, although like I said, I think previously when I voted recently, one of the one of the moms, uh one of the old ladies uh who was doing the polling, uh she said that her son works in the UK on Sniper Elite and uh I don't know. I had a feeling that her son was a bit of a dum-dum. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and say I don't know, like 74. Wow. Poor Mildred's okay. son. Mike, what are you thinking? Sniper Elite 5. Well, I I did research on, like, clearly Josh. Sniper Elite 4 didn't, didn't crest 80. I think it got, like, a 77, 78. So I'm just going to say it's going to be about the same. So 75. All right. I'm saying 79. Ross, what are you thinking? I was also in the ballpark about, of about 75. I feel like those games are more... Josh hit the nail on the head, basic bitch games. Like, 
people, they have their established fan base already and they're going to like what they're going to like. Absolutely. Totally. All right. Next game on May 27th, KO the Kangaroo. I'm thinking this is getting a 74. I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping it's a little bit higher, but I'm saying a 74. Mike, what about you? Okay, this is where I stopped doing any research. So (laughs) I made it really far. Yeah, (laughs) I made it to one game. And then I was like, well, okay, here's the thing. Like looking at the list, uh, there's nothing to really go off of for a lot of these. Maybe. So uh, a few of them uh ko the kangaroo um i know matt really wants it to be good so i'm gonna try not to get fired but i'm gonna say it's a 70 okay that's fair that's fair ross what are you thinking for ko the kangaroo ko is one of those that i kind of followed a little bit i don't know i think it looks i think it looks all right like i i would see it getting close to an 80 and probably not over an 80 but 79 78 something like that all right which, which, which do you want, 79 or 78? Oh, let's do 79. I'll be optimistic this evening. All right. Lock, lock <laughs> in at 79. Josh, what about you? God, you mean KO the Kangaroo featuring Chris Pratt? Um, Fucking <laughs> 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 Christ, that picture still cracks me up. He's I'm so gonna give it, uh <laughs> He's very cool. I don't know. 71. I want to almost give it a... You know what? Let's give it the funny number. 69. Hey. Nice. Paul? I don't know, like... Fucking 35 or some shit. Uh, no, I'm going to go ahead and just uh, undercut. I'm going to be a... Actually, you know what? No, 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 no. I'm going to do what I really wanted to do, what my heart and soul tells me, which is 72. All right, that's fair. I think all Given these are Mike very, very little fair. wiggle room, unfortunately, but that's the, the curse of going first. June 2nd, we have Diablo Immortal. Paul, we're going right back to you. Boomerang style, Australian yep. boomerang like the kangaroo. I don't know. Is Boomerangs are big in Australia, right? Paul, what are you thinking for Diablo Immortal? Good night, mate. Get it? Because it's the opposite of good day, mate. Because they're <laughs> Oh, um, cool. yeah. <clears throat> uh, Diablo Immortal, I'm thinking, boo, this is fucking hard, dude. Why did you? Um, I don't know. I really have no good inkling on this i don't even know how well diablo 3 did i want to say immortal's gonna be 78 okay i'm also saying 78 because i just think if it's even a little competent it's going to be impressive because people are not expecting it to be anything at all so it'll be surprising if it's any good at all ross what are you thinking Never played a Diablo game in my life, but I just looked it up and it's a free to play game, which is yep. coming to mobile. So uh, that'll yep. be that'll be interesting. Uh, people tend to like those games. Let's go with seventy-seven. Josh, we're gonna just ride the wave high and assume people really want a Blizzard game to finally be good again, even if it's mobile Diablo. So people are gonna review it favorably. Eighty-three. Ooh. Damn. Mm. I hope so. That'd be great, Mike. What about you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like to hope that um, most critics have integrity and don't give a shit if Blizzard does well or not. So basing my score now, because I did a little research because <laughs> I had time, um, basing my score off of Elder Scrolls Blades, which is in the same vein. No, it's not. Ooh, a, Blade is a stinker. In a similar vein. Um, I'm not going to give it... Blades Blades did a 37%. I'm not giving it a 37. I think it'll be more confident than that. Blades controls like a mobile game, and Diablo Immortal controls like console Diablo on a phone. Uh, Doubtful. 
we'll put it at 60. Okay. I, I do think there's a very good chance that this doesn't even have an open critic score when we come back to it next because... Probably not. <laughs> it's coming to PC as well, but it's going to be the beta, so I don't know if it's going to have open critic scores or not. We'll have to see. June 10th, we have Mario Strikers Battle League. I'm saying an 81. I think it's going to be pretty good. I think it's going to be... Although, I guess I don't think I checked with the latest Mario Golf scored, but I do think it's going to be better, a better game than that. So, I don't know. I, I hope it's better than an 81, but that's what I think it'll score. Josh, what do you think? Uh, I know next to nothing about these kind of games, just because it's nothing I'd ever play. It's Mario. 84. Mike? Yeah, it's probably a good thing that Josh doesn't play these type of games because they're party games and we all know what oh, happens yeah. with that. <laughs> yep. I want this game to be really good because I liked the last Mario Strikers that came out on the Wii. Um, big, big fan. And it looks more polished than Gull. Yeah. Which makes me think it might be a little inflated. I'm going to say 79 just because I don't think... It's a Mario Strikers game. It's going to be fun, but like as a game, I don't think it's going to do anything incredible. I don't think Mario games, or at least like spin-off Mario games, I don't think they get the Nintendo bump anymore either. I really don't. No. Ross, what do you think? I am a humongous fan of the Strikers series. I was there for the first release on the GameCube. That shit was fire. <laughs> and uh, this one looks... I, like I'm actually super excited for it. It, it looks like... A like Mike said, it looks like a very good party game. I think it has eight player support now, which is just going to be super yeah. fun. And but I don't know how well that's going to do like as a critical type thing. So I don't know, probably like eighty two. Let's say eighty two. All right, locking it in. Next on that uh, same day, I didn't, I didn't have an answer. You didn't ask me. Oh yeah, well okay. What's your what's your answer? Seventy four. All right, thank you. <laughs> same day, the quarry. I'm saying a 76. Paul, so I don't forget you this time, let's go to you right now. What are you getting? Or what are you guessing? I don't think it's going to get an 82, but I really want. I think 82 is what would be the highest it could possibly score, and it's and I want it to do well. All right. 82. Mike, what are we thinking? Yeah, it's weird. When you think of like a game like The Quarry or Until Dawn, like... I feel like those games have a ceiling and that ceiling is probably like 85. Yep. Like I don't, it could be a perfect fucking game. It's not getting a 10. Like, right. I, I want it to do well. I think, uh, yeah, I'll say 80. I based my score off the fact that I don't think it's going to score as high as until Dawn did because until Dawn was not like completely revolutionary, but it was still doing new things. Whereas this is Matt, I'm going to stop you right there because this is going to blow until dawn out of the fucking All right. water. All right. If I you even so. watch that first 30 minutes of gameplay, I did. Like, I did. The graphics, the facial animations, the voice acting, everything is like, like until dawn felt like a game. This feels like playing a movie. I'm Damn. really, okay. really, I'm hyped on this shit. All right. Ross, what about you? Uh, I, I actually, I have no experience with these kind of games. The only kind of interactive type thing I have is Telltale's games and I know that they're completely different but uh I know that obviously it has its fans and uh I don't know uh, let's say let's say 80 all right Josh 75 
That's fair. Safe. Very fair. Super safe. June 23rd. Sonic Origins. Ross, what is it? <laughs> Sonic Origins will get at least a 93. Jesus. Whoa. I ha- I, if, if that gameplay leak that just happened is true, they are transforming this trilogy into something that will be worth playing once again. And it's the same people that did fucking Mania, which got a 10. So That's good. I, I'm, I have super high hopes for it. Maybe I'll be wrong. I hope not. <laughs> All right. I'm locking you in at 93. Mike, what about you? Now, now I'm... <laughs> Now, now it's a research. Now it's real. Because, no, no, I'm just like... I love Sonic more, Mike. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, Ross, it's you not, sound like you have a bit that. of that it's... Sonic voice. I think you could do a pretty good Sonic impression or a Sonic yeah. interpretation. He's not gonna. <laughs> I thought I could goad you into it that way. So, I... I I don't know much about Sonic Origins. I just thought they were just remaking them. Which... They're not even. They're just like remastering them, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like that was it, which mm-hmm. they did on the Sega Master Collection, which I have. So I don't really understand what the point was. But now Ross comes in with this 93. I'm like, what's going on? So now I have to do some research. Mike, I'll give you a minute. I'll give you a minute to look at that um, because yeah. I think... Um, you know, I, I did do a little bit of research on this one. Mania came in with a 91 on its highest scoring platform that I saw, uh, which was Switch. But I don't know. This is not reinventing the wheel. This is a collection. If this were a user score, this was going to be burned to the ground uh, because of the monetization tactics. Uh, I don't think reviewers are going to get that deep into it, but I think it isn't going to be completely ignored. And I got to say, it's just a remaster. There's not even anything crazy going on. It's Sonic, and it's a big release. I'm going to say 86, and I think that's pretty bullish, but I, I think higher than that is pretty wild to me. No, I, I do think I'm lowballing it with my score, but I am focusing on the monetization portion of it, and I do think that's going to factor into the reviews. I'm saying 77, and I hope I'm wrong for, for Mike and for Paul and for Ross. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, but but I'm saying 77 for now. Josh, what about you? No, uh, 79. I'm sure it'll be fun. It's Sonic. Mike, what are we thinking? I mean, like I'm looking at it. I'm still very confused to what this is, other than just a remaster. You and that's it. where I was like, I don't, I don't know why. Do you want me to tell you where I'm coming from? <laughs> sure. So Sonic Three and Knuckles has never seen a release uh, since this collection because of the licensing due to Michael Jackson's involvement. But now we are going to get it in glorious widescreen support. They also have 3D hub worlds that you can uh, use for each of the islands from Sonic 1, 2, 3, and CD. And there are going to be challenge runs that remix the uh, levels and give you different stipulations and stuff like that. I don't, I'm I'm definitely highballing it. I don't think it's going to be a 93, but I do think that it is going to be probably the definitive way to play these games. Okay, I can I can believe that. Interesting. Um, okay. So I'm going to go and say probably like an 82. Okay. I think it's probably going to be a good release. It's going to be better than the Sega Mega Drive Genesis Classics that I have, which is the jankiest thing to try to play these games <laughs> on. Um, but yeah. All right. Who thought that we would have a second reference to Dynasty Warriors in one episode? But Fire <laughs> Emblem Warriors, three hopes coming <laughs> June 24th, 
I'm going 77 again. I I think these kind of games do what they're supposed to do and absolutely nothing more. They're here. They service the fan base. They do. They give them exactly what they want, and that's it. Paul, what are you thinking? I'm just going to ape your 77. Fair. Very the fair. Same game with you. Ross, how about you? Uh, yeah, I think you, I think you got it. It's a, it's another dynasty warriors, but for fire emblem fans, probably 75 Mike, uh, the first fire emblem warriors got 75. This one has Edelgard and everyone really likes that. So I'm going to say 78. Yep. All right. And the best for last, Josh, <laughs> mm. the big fan of Dynasty Warriors. Mm. What do you think? And Fire Emblem. And, and Fire, Fire Emblem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I give uh I give Super Smash Character Generator a 78. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right. Let's move on to a special shout out. Each panelist is going to give a special shout out to anyone or anything of their choice from the world of video games and provide a quick reason why this lucky someone is getting this attention. Josh, your special shout-out, please. A special shout-out to Kira Metz. She's undeserving of it. Wow. Uh, okay. Don't love <laughs> Paul, that. Don't love that. Re- can you refute him here, or do you want to... What's your special shout-out? Undeserving of what? Of your love? Like, I, good for <laughs> her. I hope she flourishes without it. Is Kira Metz the one who's there Googling how to love, or why do people love? Is no, nah, she's just Googling fish. <laughs> uh, i'll jump in my special shout out uh, is to my spider-man who i'm going to create in the multiplayer spider-man game uh he is going to have a uh, moodlet above his head he is going to speak only in simlish uh and he will exclusively have one move and that will be woohoo without the covers on so he'll just like flail his limbs in the most horrifying way whoa okay that's <laughs> Absolutely terrifying. Soul Soul. Mike, oh. your special shout out, please. All right. Um, so this week I am going to Florida and, you know, Florida has a lot of gators and, you know, this guy isn't a gator, but he's close. He's a oh, crocodile. God. I'm going to give my shout out to uh, the one, the only Vector the Crocodile yeah, from dude. Sonic Heroes. <laughs> um, he's weird and goofy, but, you know, you got to love it. Sonic Heroes. <laughs> Oh my god, such a fucking bang. It was a great <laughs> game. Beautiful game. Seventh grade me was hype on that shit. <laughs> Ross, Ross, your shout out, please. Uh, I don't know. I, probably Kana. I'm not going to be creative here. I just really like Kana. That's fair. She's a cutie. A special shout out to the thousands of video game content creators on YouTube, like Ross. They gave us hours... Aww upon hours of awesome free content. Uh, if you haven't checked out No Clip, by the way, check Ooh, that out. Yes. One of my favorite channels. Is Ross the one behind that? Ross actually started No Clip. <laughs> my name yeah. is Danny O'Dwyer. That's yeah. crazy, dude. <laughs> he's, he's really suppressing the Irish accent right now, but uh, you know, it, we promise it's him. Yep. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us here on the Game Groups Podcast, the all-encompassing weekly gaming podcast from us. The Goodnight Groofs, and a massive thank you to Ross for joining us on the show today. Ross, this was a lot of fun. I agree completely. I hope you had a good time. I know we had a good time. Hopefully we can have you back on again in the future because it's just fun talking games with you. You know your stuff. I do what I can. For everyone listening at home, make sure you head over to YouTube and check out Ross's channel. That's Command Prompt. 
Ross, give give everyone a quick pitch right now for your channel, and then feel free to plug any other cool stuff you've got going on. Oh no, I'm no good at this. Uh, so <laughs> if you like to talk about games and you like to get mad at a specific person over their crappy opinions on said games, then and 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 he kind of tries to make you laugh sometimes. You should definitely head on over to C Command Prompt because because I do that, and uh, I would be super appreciative if you came by and. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter if you want to. And also, don't forget to subscribe to these lovely blokes. They're fantastic, and I love them all. Now, if you go to if you go to YouTube and you type in Command Prompt Ross, I, I know yours is the first channel to come up. Oh, wow. So go do that. I didn't even know that. <laughs> now, if you really like the show, we encourage you to check out our Patreon. Patreon.com says goodnight groups. We currently have three different tiers available. Any and all support is greatly appreciated and will go a long way in improving everything here. At the Good Night Groups, the three dollar plus tier gets you access to this show two days early. Whoa, yeah, Matt. Oh, God. <laughs> I yeah. just, I was just while you were talking earlier, went on Kickstarter, okay? Right. And I yeah. saw someone kickstarting a multiplayer Mario game because uh, you were talking about multiplayer. You know, single player games become a multiplayer. I gave yeah. this guy three dollars, uh, and he yeah. told me I was gonna get to name a character and uh, add my voice likeness. Um, and you're telling me this game isn't going to get made. He just emailed me, told me he stole my identity. He stole my credit cards. You're telling me for $3, I could have just gotten this show two days early because that would have been a better spend for sure than my life savings. Honestly, your life savings of $3. Well, he took everything. I just gave oh, him $3. That's he took yeah, the rest. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Honestly, though, I think you. I think more value. I think there was more value in taking the risk for this multiplayer Mario game. It could have been Miyamoto-san, and I just it's, I was taking that risk. He's just laughing at you now. <laughs> a special yeah. shout out to our honorary groups supporting us in the five dollar plus tier. The exhaustive list is as follows: Jeremy R. A round of applause for him, please. <laughs> Jeremy Renner, Doctor Strange, Love himself. <laughs> we also ask that you take a couple minutes to drop a five star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Everything helps. Make sure to check out goodnightgroups.com for all of our content where you'll find this podcast, replay, southern fried groups, game reviews, and more. Guys, any last thoughts? KFC is a disgusting restaurant. That'll do it for us here today. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me. Check out Ross at Command Prompt on YouTube. Take care, everyone. <laughs>